Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're excited to present a special episode featuring the star-studded speeches from our recent 48th Chaplin Award Gala, honoring Viola Davis. Having taken place on April 24th at Lincoln Center's Alice Tully Hall, the gala encompassed the joyful celebration of the actor and producer's incredible body of work, featuring notable speakers and film clips, and culminating in the presentation of the Chaplin Award, an annual honor bestowed upon cinema's most outstanding talents. The evening's guest speakers included, in order of appearance, Jamie Lawson, who starred in The Woman King, George C. Wolfe, who directed Davis in Knights in Rodanthe and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Meryl Streep, who co-starred in Doubt, Gina Prince-Bythewood, who directed The Woman King, Jessica Chastain, who co-starred in The Help and the Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby with Davis, and, presenting Davis with the Chaplin Award, Steve McQueen, who directed the actor in Widows. Do you love movies and are between the ages of 17 and 25? FLC 25 and Under is a free one-year Film at Lincoln Center innovative membership for anyone between the ages of 17 and 25. FLC 25 includes the ability for two film lovers to share one membership, $5 off all of your tickets year-round, access for two to member mingles, members-only FLC newsletter, free concessions at select screenings, and 10% off at Cafe Paradiso and our merch shop. Enrollment is now open through May 31st. For more information, visit filmlink.org FLC25. The gala received generous support from our silver level partner, the McAllen. Now please enjoy the 48th Chaplin Award Gala as we take you to Film at Lincoln Center's president, Leslie Kleinberg, with her opening remarks. Well, good evening and welcome to Film at Lincoln Center's 48th Chaplin Award Gala. Thank you. (laughs) This year's honoree is the extraordinary actor and producer, Viola Davis. One of only 18 EGOTs, winner of an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, and now with the Chaplin Award, she joins Mike Nichols and Audrey Hepburn as one of the only three people with CGOT status. (laughs) It's that's even more rare than being an EGOT. And in achieving this, she has blazed her own path despite the obstacles that the industry places on access to roles and fair wages for women and people of color. As Soroya Nadia McDonald writes in her essay about Viola in your playbill, the word that follows her from job to job and character to character is intensity. She is an undeniable force in American cinema. With every role, with every character she so brilliantly brings to life, she has given the film world and the theater world and the television world some of the most authentic and memorable performances of the last three decades. As an organization that cherishes and presents the best in cinema, that's where our focus will be tonight. Over the course of the evening, you'll learn more about this extraordinary woman, her incredible talent, and why we are so honored to pay tribute to her and her career. This evening is made possible thanks to the contribution of a number of people. Um, Thank you to the chairs of tonight's gala, Susan Hess and John Hess, Imelda and Peter Soboloff, and Nana and Dan Stern. And to our board of directors, most of whom are here tonight, Thank you for your passionate support of our organization and by extension, the art and craft of film. Thanks also to our patrons who support our work all year round. Tonight's gala is sponsored in part by the McAllen and we also receive year round support from the National Endowment for the Arts and the New York State Council for the Arts. Tonight's event and everything we do throughout the year at Film at Lincoln Center reflects the commitment and the dedication of our extraordinary staff I'd also like to take a moment to acknowledge the recent passing of our longtime board member, Ed Meyer, and Tom Lee, the husband of our chair emeritus, Ann Tenenbaum. Film at Lincoln Center would not be the same without their unwavering support and generosity. FLC is a home of film culture, a place where film lovers, moviegoers, and filmmakers can experience the wonder and magic of watching film together in the theater. 
Audiences have been returning to our theaters. People want those deeper connection and shared experiences that make seeing film in theater so special. We saw record ticket sales for last year's New York Film Festival, and we're expecting a great festival again this year. Passes in, are on sale right now. You can, I mean, after the show, after the show but they are available. Um, the funds raised tonight also allow us to provide all New Yorkers access to free outdoor screenings this summer here at Lincoln Center and at Governor's Island. We're also pleased to announce that we are now offering free memberships to Film Lincoln Center, free memberships for anyone under 25 years old. And I know there are some of you here. We happen to have uh, some drama students from Juilliard from, yeah? All right. Purchase, Purchase is in the house, I think. Woo. And I know City College and Fordham University. So we're, we're very happy to have you all here today. And now sign up for your free memberships. It's very easy. Um, and anyone can visit our, our website, but we're really excited to offer these free memberships. At film, our mission was defined by our first executive director, Joanne Koch. This is our first gala since her passing, but her legacy endures. She was a champion of free expression and pushed against forces that tried to censor and dictate what movie audiences could or could not see. Now more than ever, given the current climate in our country, it's crucial that we pick up her torch and carry it forward. I want to thank you all again for being here tonight. Thank you, Ms. Davis, for letting us honor you. We're delighted to have you take your place among the legends who are past Chaplin Award recipients. Thank you. The indelible marks of each and every one of those past recipients are deep. The greatest of the greats, Artists among artists, legends among legends. And tonight, Viola Davis joins the long line of legends, not by following in anyone's footsteps, but by blazing a trail all by her own. Probably one of the most notable lines, and my personal favorite, from Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. Um, perhaps you'll think it strange that an invisible man should need light. Desire light, love light. But maybe it is exactly because I am invisible. Light confirms my reality, gives birth to my form. Viola has been that exact light for me and so many others who have often felt invisible, confirming our realities day by day through the brilliance of her work the barriers she breaks, the bodies she inhabits, but probably most importantly because of everything she does and all of who she is when the camera isn't rolling. I first met Viola uh, on a Zoom call for the First Lady and I was extremely nervous. <laughs> I mean, I was getting ready to meet the Viola Davis, right? Um, and I was sweating and trying to keep my voice from being this like high-pitched, giddy schoolgirl thing. I don't know. Um, and, and she gets on that call, no wig, no makeup, <laughs> no pretense or air of inflated self-importance. In fact, she just talked to me like, like a peer. So much so that I was, I was confused. Because I'm like, I know who you are. Do you know who you are? But it was on that call that she taught me my first lesson. That no matter the success or the pinnacles you reach, never think yourself more important than the work, nor even in your mastery to ever outgrow the position of a student. And she teaches me every day. I mean, she teaches me to be a thief because I will shamelessly steal anything <laughs> she wants to share. <laughs> I mean, and don't, and don't get me wrong. I mean, amongst all the humility, Viola is still a bit of an elitist. I mean, come on, she's only one of 18 to have gotten an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. 
And tonight, she builds on that legacy with the Chaplin Award. But none of those other artists have traveled her unique journey. I mean, despite every obstacle and hurdle thrown in front of her, Viola pushed through to discover the privilege of the artist. As she says, we are the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. But she doesn't just bring characters to life, she makes every single one of them part of our lives too. We honor her here tonight for her incredible talent, a range second to none, effectively crafting characters so compelling that from the minute we see her on screen, we can't take our eyes off of her. What I mean to say is the fact that Viola can make any, uh, a meal out of any role is an understatement. But it is truly all of us who get to dine on her performances time and time again. From Rose to Annalise to Mrs. Miller or even Lynn Nottage's Esther to Ma Rainey to Eva May, Amanda or our fearless leader Naniska. I mean, choose your fill, right? But how does she do this? Like, like how, Sway? <laughs> she is able to reach that level of excellence because she is as fierce as she is fearless, as courageous as she is committed to the craft, and as messy as she is majestic. She once shared that, uh, what she learned from Joseph Campbell's writings, right? How every protagonist is born into a world where they don't fit, faces a challenge, struggles, dreams, scrapes, and fights, then undergoes a transformation of self to become a hero. Well, by that very definition, Viola Davis, you are heroic. You refuse to be told by anyone that you don't fit, and you reordered the world to fit you. You scraped and struggled and dreamed and dared to climb inch by inch. So thank you. Thank you for helping us to see the world through your eyes. Thank you for taking us all along with you on the climb. And thank you for making the journey so much lighter for so many of us to follow. Tonight, we honor a woman who is a working actor, a shining star, and above all, an inspiration. I love you. So, first, costume fitting. The incredible Ann Roth, the astonishing Viola Davis. Ann has this little white cap that she decided that Ma should have when she's riding in her car. You just saw it. And Viola puts on the hat and she sits. And I'm just there, observing. And something happens. It's like Viola's sitting there and everybody's talking, everybody's chatting, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, Viola's gone. And there's Ma. And then everybody goes back to talking. Now, in addition to being an artist of astonishing craft and a psychoanalyst who can discuss everybody's pathology, I tried to hide because I thought she was going to analyze mine, <laughs> and, 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 and a dramaturg and the understanding of language and storytelling and everything, I am convinced that there is this portal inside of her that leads to this room where all of her ancestors hang out. And they're down, and then the ancestors of the ancestors are hanging out down there. And they're defiant and joyful and full of love and full of light. And Viola Davis is joyful and defiant and full of life. And then when she gets to talking to them and they get to talking to her, then the craft comes in and then the language comes in and the psychoanalysis comes in, magic and mystery and unbelievable power takes over. And that's what I saw in those three seconds when she was sitting in that chair.
Theater and film are very interesting to me. When film is working, you tend to lean back because of the scale of what you are witnessing. When theater is working, you tend to lean in because you're recognizing your own frailty. When watching Viola, it's schizophrenic <laughs> because you are taking in this unbelievable power and command and you are also witnessing with she and her ancestors and the forces that make her and comprise her and the joy and the light and the love that she exudes, she shares so gloriously her heart and her frailty. She is a great artist. And when you are allowed to bathe in the wonder of her work, she is also a great healer. I love you, Viola. That was, I don't know, maybe two and a half of the eight minutes that Viola Davis was on screen in the movie we did together, Doubt. But at the end of those eight minutes, there was no doubt <laughs> that a star had been born. I should say a star had exploded into the firmament and uh, available to a wider audience because Viola Davis was not a secret. What were you, how old were you, 42 maybe? But Viola was known in the world. Our greatest playwrights, the incomparable, had, had uh, fallen in love with her years before. The incomparable August Wilson had her in three of his plays that premiered on Broadway. Great Tony Kushner said to me, when he asked me, who's going to play Mrs. Miller in Doubt? And I said, Viola Davis. He said, oh, Shanley. <laughs> Shanley, that's John Patrick Shanley, the playwright who wrote the play and the screenplay and directed Doubt. Shanley has cast my absolute favorite actress in the world. So. <laughs> But anybody who had ever worked with her, anybody who had ever seen her on or off Broadway was already witness to her monumental gift. Let me, let me tell you about, about this scene from Doubt. Now she writes about it in her book and she has forgotten. <laughs> this scene where she looks like it is just happening to her right then, right now, just fresh peeled truth, just raw. That day it was raining on and off in the Bronx where we were shooting and she would kind of, and it was a long shot, you know, I mean it was a long walking shot and then it ended up where we were still and this eruption happens. And we did the master shot, John shot, many, many master shots, but it kept raining. And so Viola would rev up quietly. And then he'd say, wait, wait, we have to cut, cut, we have to cut. And she'd go back to zero. And we would do it again. And then the rain would come, we'd stop, we'd start again. We did this, we did about eight or 10 masters, right? Before we even got to the mid shot, to the full length. And, you know, we were tiny figures in the landscape. I knew he was only going to use it for the very opening of the, of the scene or the very end, but Viola went right for it every fucking time. <laughs> then we do the two shots. Then we get to the close-up, which I know is where the scene's going to live. And she's already wrung herself. And I'm thinking, oh man. Then, of course, she gives birth to three or four perfect close-ups. And Shanley says, okay, we're going to go again. 
And so I was like in high dudgeon, all flapping and big with the nun's habit on. I went up there and I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you, you're killing this actor. You know, she has given you, I know, an Academy Award when I see one. She has given you gold. And he said, well, yeah, but there's a bush behind her head. <laughs> Comes in and out sometimes. And I don't know, it looks like it's crawling up the building. He said, it's my fault, it's my fault. We'll come back, we'll do it another time. Because it's raining. And I said, oh my God, we're not gonna do this again. He said, yeah, we'll come back next week. We came back next week, she did that. You're a miracle. Oh my God. That's why she arrives here tonight astride reputation in the eyes of her peers that is matchless. She's not only one of our greatest, she's one of our great, the greatest actors you will ever see. And she's here because of her talent, yes, and because of her hard work and her technique, which saves her tender, beautiful gift. And she's here because of good mentors, no question, and luck, which is the big one for all of us. But mostly, it's because of her humanity. The greatest artists have a gift for conveying what it is to be human that is just, it's just undeniable. It can be stifled by bad training or a phone. This is the wrong tribute to have your phone go off. Um, and it can be stopped by lack of opportunity, which, which is unfortunately rife. But it can't be stilled. And Viola's greatest gift is her gleaming humanity, and it, it's just um, undeniable. Yeah, so... Um, she got her training right here at Juilliard, and some of it was helpful, and much of it was not. <laughs> and in her stunning memoir, Finding Me, which I urge you to go out and find that book, Finding Me, it's, it's breathtaking. It's great for anybody who loves acting and actors, but it's great if you're a human being who relishes living life meaningfully. Uh, yeah, it's a, and, and get it where she reads it to you because that's the best way to hear it. But she talks about her frustrations with her training and, and, uh, and her resolve to get through it because those barriers, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's absolutely true with her. But I'm going to read you a letter that one of her teachers, she was recognized by many people. Maybe she was unaware of it. But many people saw the inexorability of Viola Davis. This is from the late Marion Seldes. She wrote about her when she, Viola, when she was very young. What a teacher hopes to impart to a student. Intention. Concentration. Love of acting and actors, love of literature. Viola arrived possessing all of these things to an astonishing degree. Her commitment to everything in class or production was terminal, deep, and unfailing. Now we can't know if this degree of talent and dedication will find a place in the business of acting. 
But we could never really doubt that a path would open itself for her. Because Viola is a generous wave. She brings everyone along with her. She excludes all negative things, and she is open to making the best happen. I think we share a belief that our commitment is what saves us and makes us worthy of a place on the planet. And her devotion is maternal. She wants to act, yes, but she also wants to save people and things and ideas. It's a big ambition, Vi, and you dig deep into it over and over and over and over again. I'm so glad I know you and I was there when you launched into Hollywood and changed it. Man, you changed it, so respect. Love you. All right. <clears throat> I had the incredible privilege of directing V in The Woman King, though my fellow directors tonight would probably agree that you don't really direct Viola, you create with Viola. Can I try something? Such a simple question, yet when uttered by Viola Davis, it can be seismic. Can I try something? Prior to stepping on our glorious set in the motherland, I spent months working on the script and her character, Naniska, deepening her drive, her specificity, her truth. For months, we built her athletic and scarred body in driveways and dojos and gyms, weight rooms, not just for the aesthetics and for her to do the majority of her fighting and stunts at 56, but also because I wanted her to understand what it meant to be a warrior on a molecular level as she wholly embraced my challenge. I shared with her historical research, sent her videos of fighters, books on survivors, podcasts on real life soldiers and leaders. We shared our thoughts on Aniska, we rehearsed. I did my work on the world building to create a 360 environment for her to play in. I knew every scene and moment and what it meant to the relationship of the story. And then when we rehearsed a scene on set and Viola asked, can I try something? I say, sure. And then I step back and as we rehearse the scene again, I watch as V does something that takes a scene, the film, into a place I couldn't even imagine. She finds a deeper truth. She elevates. And whenever she, whoever she's in the scene with, she brings them along with a gentle force that ignites and elevates them. Every time she asked me, can I try something? Every single time, the film leapt into greatness, and she made me look like a genius. <laughs> to create with Viola Davis is to witness the alchemy that we infinitely chase as storytellers, truth. It is a rare gift that she possesses, honed by trauma and courage and vulnerability, empathy and an insane work ethic, and an even rarer understanding of how to use that gift. Can I try something? Viola likes the mess. For most of us, the mess is what we hide from, what we tuck away, what we deny, because it's often too painful to acknowledge, much less embrace. But Viola goes there and forces us to follow. She's our tour guide, taking us into these dark places we are too afraid to go to on our own. She pushes us to feel. We can't help but feel in the presence of her truth. And only then, maybe we can heal. She does this for us the audience, and we don't know the toll that it takes, but she does it time and time and time again. In our rehearsals, I shared my mess with Viola and Tuso, the mess that mirrors the fraught personal journey of Nawi. Viola took my truth and went to the places I have hidden from that I fought to suppress, and she took Tuso by the hand willingly and brought her along. I like to be by the camera when I'm directing so that I can feel the performance. Being mere feet from Viola when she tells Tuso, it's not your fault, you are not the thing that hurt me, you are meant to be here, is an experience I will forever chase. 
take after take, I watched a warrior give herself permission to share her truth, let go of her trauma, and empower her daughter to heal from her own generational wounds. I was breathless because it helped me finally heal mine. And I'm not alone in this. The number of audiences who have shared that this film and her performance as Naniska have literally changed their lives is stunning and inspiring. And it's why we both fought so hard to allow our black female characters to show their mess, a grace too often denied to us as black women and as artists. This incredible gift, of course, is not exclusive to me and the Woman King. It's evidence in the insane body of work that we've been witnessing tonight. And the fact that we can see so many of these clips completely out of context and still be wrecked by them is such an incredible testament. We are, we are here to honor V, but I'm sure I share with all my fellow honorees, uh, presenters, that it's our honor to have collaborated and to be pulled by her gentle force into deeper truths to be asked, can I try something? Viola, thank you for trusting, trusting me with that simple and profound question. I look forward to hearing it again and again amongst your deep infectious laugh, your kindness, your respect, your joy, your jokes, your random dances, your encyclopedia-like memory of quotes, your love of food, your always well-timed side-eye, <laughs> <laughs> and your fight. Congratulations on this well, well-deserved applause. Love you, V. Over the last hour and a half, we've heard a few of Viola's many friends and colleagues talk about her passion, her intensity, her range, her sheer talent. There are not enough words in the dictionary, not enough minutes, in a lifetime to sing the praises that this woman deserves. I can stand up here all night and list all of her accomplishments, but if I was gonna do that, I would need a few more hours and we would all need to cancel dinner. <laughs> By now, we all know that Viola is an accomplished actor and producer, an EGOT winner, woo! <laughs> a best-selling author, but these accomplishments barely scratch the surface of her incredible spirit. She is Viola, the humanitarian, the mother, the wife, and I feel extraordinarily lucky to say my friend. Viola once said that she became an actress because she wanted her acting to reflect life as it is. She wanted the truth to be projected on the screen. She wanted real women to see themselves represented when they went to the theater. And Viola has accomplished that both on screen and off. In an industry that has not been forthright about its problems, its lack of equity and opportunity and how women are treated, Viola has told the truth and held people accountable. She has fearlessly pushed for equal opportunity and pay in Hollywood, and in doing so, she has paved the way for a generation of women to follow in her footsteps, stand up for themselves, know their worth, earn the salaries that they deserve. Ha <laughs> ha, thank you. She has expanded the roles available for women of color in this industry. When I see a movie like The Woman King, it has Viola's fingerprints all over it. A movie like that with a female director and a cast of powerful black female leads can get made in Hollywood today because of Viola's lifelong advocacy for women of color. And hopefully one day a movie like that can get nominated for an Oscar. But that's another conversation for another day. A busy woman, to say the least, but also, and this is what I love to talk about, her as the woman, a doting wife and mother. 
Despite many years of marriage, she and Julius seem to exist only in the honeymoon phase. Viola says that she prayed, asking God for a husband who was a football player and in the arts, and then Julius walked into her life. And my God, Julius, does she gush over you. She talked about you constantly, how great you are, how fine you are, <laughs> and then I met you, and of course, it's all true. Watching Viola melt when she talks about being a mom is so moving and spectacular. No matter how many awards she wins or galas in her honor that she attends, she said she feels the most like a star at home because Genesis loves her so much. As a friend and colleague, Viola played an integral part of my career. We were first introduced on the set of The Help, where we spent most of our time eating Southern food, acting too, but mostly eating. And let me tell you, there's no bond like a bond made over a plate of grits. I admired everything about Viola, the way she lit up a room, and how unafraid she was to access her deep well of emotions to craft a flawless performance. It was one of my first big film jobs, and to, I feel so incredibly lucky to have shared the set with her. She set an example I have followed my entire career. So Viola, I can't see you, but I really want to take this moment to say thank you. You're still a role model for me. You don't know this, but I have a photo of you hanging in my Broadway dressing room. Some people might call it a shrine, but <laughs> I call it a very tasteful and not at all creepy <laughs> tribute to a legend. I look up to you for all of your incredible achievements in your career and the mark that you've made in this industry, the positive impact you've had on the lives of all the people that you've come into contact with. It is evident that this woman king is a true queen. And so let's all give royalty its due. And I would like to bow to her with my everlasting love and affection. I love you, Viola. Good evening. Um, as Gina said, Viola likes mess. It's got to be messy. Those words echo. In my mind, when I think of her, a great actress, a great artist, searching for the truth, or searching for something that's difficult to find, it isn't easy. It's not an easy road, but it's one she doesn't shy to turn away from. Bravery, a word used for people who dare where people's don't, other people don't. Viola for me is like a ballerina. She defies gravity to communicate. Often, she's, often she doesn't know where it will take her or what could be just around the corner. But like Miles, she embraces the unexpected as if it was always there. She is true, she's in tune, she's in sync, she is life. What is life? It's never easy, but we eventually get there. It's never straight, but we somehow, somehow, somehow arrive. What, what you gonna play now? What you gonna play now? The famous words Bobby Bird says to James Brown. James answers, Bobby, I don't know. But whatsoever it is, it's got to be. That's right. <laughs> Funky, messy, unabashful, real. The things that Viola Davis has achieved are phenomenal. Watching these clips on the screen just now at the back, 
It's like watching, it's like watching Mike Tyson knockout moments. Put together with an actress or another actor. And it's Viola and someone listening. And what happens is that you see someone who is truth. And it's scary. And it's revealing. The best way when you see some of that is you look at the other actor opposite Viola. You see them witness what they're looking at, witness what they're reacting to. And then you understand what is occurring in the moment. She's one of the greatest actors of her generation, a beacon of light. And I want to salute you, Viola, and thank you. And also what I want to do is to honor you tonight and to present to you the film at Lincoln Center's 48th Chaplin Award to you. You are not just a great actress. You're not just a great woman. You are great. And we're so grateful you are here with us because you make our lives richer and you make the truth shine. Thank you so much. And please, Verla, please come to the stage so I could present this award to you. Thank you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, love you too. The will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own and another's spiritual growth. That is the definition of love. You know, I have a fantasy or opinion, whatever you want to name it that every artist creates for the purpose to love. I was thrust into this life world and my beginning narrative was to make my life and existence make sense. So taking possession or gaining entrance to all of these characters' souls was my entryway. Now, as August Wilson says, I ain't never found no place to fit. Seemed like all I do is start over. It ain't nothing to find no starting place in this world. You just start from where you find yourself. So every character healed me. Every character from my purview made me feel less alone. I swam in their imperfections. I delighted at their boldness and unbridled truth-telling. I have been frozen at their fully realized sexuality. <laughs> they coaxed me into tapping into mine. I learned from them, fought them. I borrowed from them for a while. And like a child running home with, in my case, food, money from a summer job, and with outstretched hands, giving it to my parents with a euphoric anticipation that this would save us. This gift here can make our lives better. My art is my gift for my soul that I give to you.
I do believe that we are healers, mirrors for humanity, empaths, seekers, private investigators. The biggest obstacle is not having the courage to go there. Empathy is a connection. It's a ladder out of the shame shit hole. You know, when I, I, I came here, I said, I have absolutely, really, I wrote that, what I just said, and I, but I really, I, felt, I feel like I have absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> like nada. <laughs> and you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of the stuff that comes out of your mouth is bullshit. I mean, come on. I'm like, I'm back where, you know, I started Juilliard, you know, Juilliard, my stomping grounds. Juilliard kicked my fucking ass. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Juilliard, I do. Damien, I love you. I'll see the students tomorrow. Love you. Well, man, I had a lot of Texas-sized margaritas before every critique session. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> but life is complicated, right? The, the awards, um, Jamie, George, Gina, Meryl, Steve, Jessica. I mean, come on. I, I just, I, I'm sitting there going, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and my beautiful family that's here, my sister Dolores, my sister Diane, my brother-in-law Pete, my posse, my beautiful publicist Lisa, Krista, Estelle, I mean, my posse. I'm incredibly grateful. And they say that's the biggest regret in your in a life, right? The biggest regret of the dying is never becoming your ideal self. But deep within me, I want to say something. And so I'm going to say it. And it's this. It's a quote. <laughs> All right, Gina. How silly of me to not know that I am the love of my life. And I say this because I do believe that we're thrust in a world that we don't fit in. And I believe the journey is that a lot of people sell you a bill of goods along the way that if you get some awards, you mean something. You go to a certain school, you got it. You're cute, classical beauty, you got the right man, you got the right zip code, and you swim through all that filthy swill until you come to the really, really stark conclusion that I wanna leave this earth becoming who I know deep within I, I am supposed to be. That it transcends status. That really at the end of the day, we are here to love. And the love and the connection starts with self, and then I'll share it with you. And I'm sharing it with you because I love. And see, that's all there is. That's it. That's all I got. So I'd like to thank the board of directors and the staff at the film, at the Lincoln Center, 
And I'm gonna thank every actor who ever thought, or any person who ever thought that I woke them up. Because you know what? At the end of the day, six-year-old Viola wanted mothering. She did. Viola, six years old, just always wanted someone to reach back and go, damn, what is going on inside of you is a storm. But guess what? You're going to find that elixir. You're going to go in that innermost cave. You're not going to come face to face with God. You're going to come face to face with yourself. And let me tell you something. Who you are, what you are, without Juilliard, without the award, even though I'm incredibly grateful. <laughs> without, I don't know, without all the trappings of the world, you are worthy. You're worthy. Every character is worthy, is worthy of you investing in them so people can see their truth. I don't care if they're in a, a really challenged environment. I don't care if they don't look too good. We're all worthy. That's my gift. Okay, well, I guess I had something to say. <laughs> Thank you very much.